We are recording. Thank you for joining us on Lowballing tonight with Joe Hansen. Uh, we are a Weird Realities production, and we're glad that you could join us. Tonight we have two very prestigious authors that I have been following and have been friends with for, for many years uh, to the point where I can't remember when we had a crossword between us ever, and that's and that's that's rare. We've always been in good standing, and these two guys are great authors. And if you've been reading indie works, I'm sure that you are familiar with their work. Uh, we have Sean Chester tonight. He was invited on by John. Seems they they're friends and they know each other. They might share a, a publisher or something like that. I don't know. You never know which. Uh, Sean is, his flagship series is Surviving the Zombie Apocalypse, which I myself have read many books of. Also, Riker's Apocalypse, which I've read several of those. Um, have to say, Sean, I love the title, Trudge. You know, the title for that book, that is absolutely uh, awesome. And I guess we were in an anthology together. I think Alan was in a two bite-sized yeah. offerings. Oh, yeah. You know? But I think there were like 60 of us. <laughs> that was pretty and one question, I'm, one question I'm going to hit you with later, though, is <clears throat> you actually studied writing. There's not very many of us that have, which may sound bad, but, you know, so I've got questions for you there. I mean, you're actually. Uh, you're talking to me? Yeah. I didn't really study that much. I, I was half in and half out of consciousness during those classes. <laughs> I was I was still in the throes of my alcoholism and worried about oh, getting to see okay. the laser game rather than doing my work. But I I did derive some from the those one hundred one and sure. one hundred two classes at community college. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I went to tech school, and you know that education has benefited me a lot. It's, an architectural draftsman, no, but as a carpenter and a contractor, absolutely it is. And then John O'Brien, I went with him last to talk about him because this is a long-ass story, John. <laughs> His flagship would be the A New World series, which uh, he has multiple books in. He also has the Tipping Point series. He also did the Shrouded World series with some unknown author, twofold something. Yeah, I don't know if like any that. of you've ever, yeah, you know, you guys probably have never heard of it, but someday you might hear yeah, of him. <laughs> you know, Mark Twofold. I've, I've heard of him. He seems like a pretty good guy in my book. Right. Uh, and then and then you've got a werewolf series out, Red Team. You know, that sounds interesting. And he's got the Lifting the Veil, which I believe is a, a fantasy, science fiction fantasy series. And then the Aries, Aries virus, which is a very, very fast-moving, high-impact series. Uh, I read that one. Um, and I actually am an author in two of his, I guess you'd call them collaborations, in his untold stories for A New World, which I was very happy to be a part of. Um, and then there's one book that I saw on your bio, and I just have to mention it because... I'll be damned if I don't go out and buy that, buy this this week because it is so intriguing. And it says, A Captain Unafraid, The Strange Adventures of Dynamite Johnny O'Brien. I don't think nope. that's mine. What? I don't think that's mine. You don't? No, I, I don't think You didn't write that? Uh, no. 
Too bad. That was an awesome. <laughs> I know. I'm jealous. I mean, I, I was tempted to sit here and say, yeah, yeah, I did that. <laughs> leaving, li leaving, <laughs> leaving Las Vegas isn't yours either, is it? <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless I was reincarnated. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it was, on the, it was the last book on your Amazon bio, and I, I just read the title, and I said, you got to be kidding me. That's an awesome well, well, you look at John's books, and at the end too, I also it has um, "Leaving Las Vegas," and I thought, no, oh, it's that, that, that old. And, I honestly uh, thought that they cut those because I, I called on those. To uh, oh really? Okay, that's too bad. I wish that book would have been yours because I was gonna harass you <laughs> a lot about it. Because what a great title! <laughs> all right you gotta get yeah what was the title of that thing uh a captain unafraid the strange adventures of dynamite johnny o'brien oh, i think yeah. you just gave him a new nickname yeah. <laughs> <Dynamite>. <laughs> oh my god don't make me do that <laughs> dynamite johnny o'brien and tonight's Anyways. guest is dynamite johnny o'brien yeah no kidding <laughs> No kidding. <laughs> so anyways, and JJ yeah, Walker. Uh, yeah. Dynamite Dynamite was also uh an Air Force pilot instructor uh who transitioned to special operations. So I want to say above all else, thank you for your service, sir. I, I appreciate it and I know those who are like me appreciate it. So let's Chester's get to the show. Well. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention Alan. Alan Gamboa, one of my best friends in the world. He's the author of the Operation Zulu series. I do know this, Alan. I don't have to read it every time, but that's just to make sure I don't make mistakes. The Zombie <laughs> Island, which I believe will have a sequel coming. Coming. He's also a Five Roads to Texas author, as am I. And we are both Found Express authors. Now, I'm Joseph Hansen. This is my show. You don't like that? That's kind of too bad. I'm the author of... <laughs> of the No Man's Land series, which is published through Devil Dog Press. And I am the author of, uh, of Five Roads to Texas, which is like, I think I'm on five books now. And then I have three standalones in Wayward Sun, um, Sunny and Cataclysm, An Age of Legend. I like to step out of the boundaries too and write in multiple genres. It's, it's what I really enjoy. So, Sean, the, the first question I wanted to ask you was uh, when I read you were about writing. Now, when I talk to a lot of new authors out there, um, I get people telling me that, you know, that the traditional rules no longer apply and you can write in any context you want and in any way you want. And you really don't have to follow like the structures that say people uh, have been using for the last three, four hundred years since Shakespeare, you know. Um, what do you feel about that? Do you feel that uh, we need the old structures as much as I do or? You know, to each their own. I don't I don't feel like we do really. I mean, we do to a certain extent. I mean, you, you read uh, like Cormac, Cormac McCarthy, he has a version of the road out where his sentences are kind of woo, rambling and some, you know, kind of like me, I throw commas around like daggers in my my editor pulls them out of the wall and throws them away or she adds more somewhere, you know, so I'm still learning, you know, after two writing 2 million words or so, I, I think my writings, my technical writing is getting better, but you know, it's, it's still, 
I, I, I'm a pantser, man. I just go for it and, and let it sort itself out at the end. Most people are pantsers. I don't know about John. John needs a pretty regimented life. Are you a pantser, John, or do you do big, long outlines? Am I a pantser? Pantser means pants? that you just do you go around pantsing people, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You know, unfortunately, there's just way too many videos out there. Um, anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> what channel is that? <laughs> yeah, well, we're not gonna go. Yeah, we're not gonna go there. I paid good money to head those off. So. <laughs> Pantsing, panting okay. is basically when you just start writing a book and you oh, fly by the seat of your yeah, pants. Yeah, I'm definitely a seat of the pants. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll have an outline uh, uh, going, and whether I stick to it or not, you know, the, the, the story yeah. will change. Yeah. The story takes takes over a life of its own, I find, mm -hmm. you know, and and I'm, I'm like Sean. I will forever be learning in this business, I mean. Uh, the first person that says they know everything is is a fool, you know. Um, and one thing I'm noticing about this show, we've had some really good authors on. Some some of your friends, Heath Stalkup, we had and NC Reed and uh, uh, Jason uh, Nick Cole. Nick Cole. Yeah, but uh, so we've had some good authors on. And one thing I, I'm beginning to realize is I really don't have a favorite author or a favorite story. Um, because each story has its own life and its own feel, yep. and and I just I just love them and I'm thankful for all of them that come my way, for either reading or writing. So, um, you uh, when you write a story, do you write more than one at a time? Are you working on several at a different time, or do you guys uh, prefer to just focus on one, bring that to a conclusion? Well, I don't have the uh, brain cells to write more than one story. Uh, so I pretty much focus on that. I mean, it, uh, it honestly is so absorbing. It, once I'm into a story, it kind of just consumes my life. And that's why, you know, after you finish a book, you kind of go through the, the post-publishing uh, yeah. impression. A little uh, malaise. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. It's just to, to regroup and, and see the world and come up for air and, you know, recognize that there's there's a life outside of these walls. Yeah, you know, I agree. I, I It's the same for me. Um, I think I declared recently on a, a post a Facebook video that I was going to try to write two books at once. And I did for about one week. <laughs> and then I jumped back into my... I'm doing. I'm taking a cue from John O'Brien because he's he's writing some military thrillers now, and I've been wanting to write one, and so I'm writing a series called The Hitter. First book is Quiet War, and I'm bringing Kate Grayson into the future, into the present, actually. And oh, there's no cool. zombies. There's no zombies, but uh, yeah. you know, a lot of things escaped Afghanistan when that fall, the Kabul fell. So we got some baddies in the U.S. that the the team's going to go after. So that's nice. so much fun. So you much know, fun. you start out you start out writing a zombie series and. And by the half the time you're halfway through, the characters have taken on such a life that the that the zombies become secondary. Yep. And and I find myself forcing myself to pull them back into the story because I'm getting <laughs> yeah. so wrapped up into the storyline. And people people think it's just about zombies, you know, how one dimensional is that? It's 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 the life and the situation they create, and you get so wrapped up in that that you forget. Oh yeah. I gotta have a zombie. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Yeah, well, there's a, there is a definite dynamic that goes on. 
Um, <coughs> I just, uh, it, it pulls you in. So, you know, I like character driven. You can, know, you can have story driven, you can have character driven. Um, and I just, I don't know, I can't write anything else but character driven tales. Except for this latest military thing is definitely story driven. Because I think I have probably over a hundred, maybe even a hundred and twenty characters at this point in time. Wow. Wow. But I like those. Cool. Yeah, I like Tom those. Had a lot of characters. Yeah, I love those. It's, 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 it's quite the scope. When I, yeah, I'm not going to dive into it, but uh, I, bit, I bit off a bit on this one. <laughs> You've been off a while. Does it sound like you're enjoying No, you don't have actual, an actual protagonist, or you do have a couple uh, in your military? Well, I, I guess it depends on your perspective, you know, and these, these series, okay. um, which is going to branch out, but right now, China is the protagonist. So it's country, okay. not an individual. I always like those. Although like, I guess um, you could come down to, you know, the president of China I have in there. But, um, yeah, it's definitely the country. Hmm. Wow. But, I mean, if you're on the other side of the thing, then the United States is going to be your protagonist, right? So, yeah, right. true, true. Really your perspective. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting because um, it, it sounds by hearing you speak about it that it, it's challenging you, and, and that's a good thing. So, kudos to you, man. Challenge yourself. I appreciate that. I try to do that for myself all the time. I'm old. I don't want to be challenged anymore. <laughs> You're doing it to yourself, buddy. <laughs> and they press the button, end of the story. Yeah, there we go. Button there you end. go. Thank you. So, okay. so you're you're bringing Cade into your your into the future. You said, Sean. Well, yeah, it's a it's a story series set in in the present where there was never a zombie apocalypse. However, in the first chapter or so, you know, uh, some of the team come into town and they get to see what happened to Portland since the last time they've been here. You know, it's, there's tents everywhere here. It's, it's ugly. I live here. <laughs> and one of them makes a quip uh, when he, he sees Brooklyn Grayson again at the Grayson household. He's like, so Brooklyn, what happened to your town? Zombie apocalypse pop off? <laughs> so I'm throwing little <laughs> Easter eggs in from my other sure. series, you know. Uh, that's Pretty great. Fun. That'll be that's fun. That'll be fun. Do you so, guys? Uh, oh, let me let me ask this, Joe. This has been. Go sitting. ahead. I'll shut up. Um, do you guys, both of you, and I'll ask John this first because I cut him off earlier before we started broadcasting. Do you find you have more time to read, less time to read? That it's harder to read other books for recreation, you know, just for your own fun. Since you started like, writing. Yeah, I don't think it's a lack of time. Uh, you know, because time is just a series of priorities, right? Right. Um, I found that I read differently. It's it's harder to read. I re I go into the books I picked up since I started writing. I go into editing mode, and that's how I read. So I really don't get the characters or the story um, as deeply as I used to, and that that was kind of a disappointment because I was an avid avid reader. You know, yeah. any downtime, I had a book. I carried one with me. Yeah, a lot of us are that way. It, it I'm that way with common. I'm that way with Audible now. You know, I listen yeah. to a lot of Audible. How and, about you, Sean? Uh, I force myself every night to read a couple chapters. I have 
couple of books laying by the bedside. Uh, the last book I finished was the, the latest Lee Child, Jack Reacher book. He's, mm -hmm. he's writing with his brother, which is they're not the same. Uh, Die mm -hmm. Trying was the name. So I finished that and I'm reading, uh, air, it's an airplane thriller. I think it's Dale Brown or Dan Brown. I get the two mixed up. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, about, Dan. it's Yeah, Dan, it's about a, um, a Russian stealth bomber that the, the protagonist, he's a colonel and he's a test pilot and he's got a, a life-threatening disease and he decides he's gonna, I don't know what's gonna happen yet, but I have a feeling he's gonna steal the bomber. I'm a few chapters into that one. It's pretty good. I like oh. Brown. Yeah. Yeah, I like Brown. Well, I'm trying to think of the real popular yeah, he, one he did that I- It was like I Flight liked. of the Intruder, I think is yeah. one. Yeah, uh, that was amazing. Yeah, and there was another one about a, a bomber, a B-52 crew that, that went deep into enemy lines. What was that called? Flight of the Old Dog, I think? Or uh, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. Flight of the Old Dog. Yeah. Yep. I, I read him way back when I was writing. That had a writing. sequel to it, too, didn't it? <clears throat> I'm yeah. sure it did. I just don't remember. I'm getting long in the tooth, too. We all are. We all are. Yeah. yeah. What so about John, you, are you Brad? still a pilot? What? John, are you still a pilot? Always a pilot. You, you kept your license and fly now yeah, and again? The, the thing about the pilot licenses is they never expire. Oh, okay. Ever. I didn't know that. No, the, the part that expires is your medical certificate. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. When I was driving truck, I had to keep that updated, and I'm done with that now. So, uh, yeah. I, that, I, I, if that once you, once you fly, I'm, I have issues with heights, so it would never be me. But I'm sure that once you're a pilot, that it's 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 hard to get out of your system. I know my buddy JL Bourne, He also he also uh, flies now and again, rents a plane and goes out flying. Well, there's not an airplane goes overhead that I don't tilt back to look at. So yeah, there are, there are different sometimes that I miss. Um, that, yeah, that's good. I'm really surprised you haven't written something about the space program because even in the few times you and I have talked. You've talked about uh, some of the plans they have for for reaching outer space and traveling through it, and I think we were talking about even a drive one time. But um, are you are you into that? Do you pay attention to what NASA's doing quite a bit, or Elon Musk, or anything like that? Me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. And the research that I'm doing for this current series has taken me there again. Because oh. you, you can't talk about modern warfare without talking about space. Low right. Earth orbits, you know, high communication satellites, all yeah. the electronic. I mean, anymore, that's just, that's basically where our battle doctrine sits. Yeah, And then they throw in the rods from God, uh, if you've ever heard uh, the rail gun they've talked about putting up on a satellite if they haven't already you know they already abandoned thor's it. hammer yeah yeah i've heard it called many things i've called it that i've heard it called the fingers of god the rods of god thor's hammer you know first just, chapter uh, of my uh, last stza book fury yeah has a, a scene where part of the, the china the pla navy gets decimated by rods from god and so it was fun writing that did yeah. you do a lot of research on that, Sean? Not a not a whole lot, you know. I was pretty ambiguous about the technicalities because no one really knows exactly what what they do or what right. you know. But, really, uh, all you pretty... can do is you can watch the railgun demonstrations that the Navy put uh -huh. out, and uh, that's that's pretty informative. It's amazing what kind of kinetic force those things generate 
yeah, pack they can punch for sure. Tungsten blast rods. through a bunker. Yeah, they can blast through any bunker and turn and liquefy everything in it. It's just kind of horrifying. And no radiation. <laughs> and no radiation. Unless it triggers something seismic, which oh, yeah. it's very capable of doing. You know, but uh that's uh so what do you what do you what are you into other than writing, Sean? What are your hobbies? You're, you're, oh, you're not man. a pilot it's too, It's hard are to you? have hobbies when you got a couple of teenagers and you got a, uh, a wife to keep happy, you know, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I do know that. I do know you that. Know, I, I, you know, like I mentioned She's earlier. sleeping I'm, on the couch right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, you know, my uh, my daughter, though, she's just gra- going to graduate soon and she's going to be going to college up near where John lives, up near Bellingham. Oh. So she, she's a valedictorian this year and uh, she was awesome. easy. Cool. My, my boy Cade, on the other hand, he's... He's not a bad kid, but he's just he, he's a lot, Cade and a Raven, lot of work. Right? <laughs> Cade and Raven, yeah. I, I use them as my characters in my book, of course. Yeah, I know. Cade's my son. His middle name is Gray. So Cade Grayson became my protagonist for STZA. Yeah. Cool. And Raven's his daughter, and that didn't go over well with Raven in real life. <laughs> <laughs> but see, these books were never supposed to be. That book was never. Trudge was never supposed to be published. That was. I wrote some of that on my iPhone, and that was supposed to be for me. You know, Trudge yeah. is kind of like my journey from what yeah. my old life to my new life, and yeah. some I let someone read it, and then they talked me into publishing it. So I'm yeah. glad they did. Isn't it funny how that works? I mean, it's crazy. It's it's crazy. <laughs> I had imposter syndrome for so long. I was like pinching myself, yeah. going, "What? People are DMing me, wanting something, yeah. and I'm like, kidding me? Yeah, someone other than my was... mother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you Ryan and and Tufo, and we shared a table at the what it was at Stoker Con here in Portland, and that was kind of when I felt like, you know what? I'm okay to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, 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 I fanboyed I, on. Go ahead. I did oh, a couple of those stalker cons. As a matter of fact, we were at the. When I met Alan in person, we were going to the like the last Docker Con, and it closed up shop like a week before we got there. So we just went and hung out in the hotel, which was a really cool hotel, and yeah. uh, drank and ate and saw Nashville, and there's a lot. And of fun. I, I, I found so, out that John, I've, I mean not John, Joe. <laughs> that's what he does a lot. He hangs out in hotels. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's some nice yes. ladies at the bar. Yeah, it's natural <laughs> yeah. for Joe there. Yeah, right. Like no, my wife would ever allow that. Speaking of hotels, <laughs> when I first met John O'Brien, I said I, I mistook him for Mark Tufo. I honestly did. In the lobby of that hotel that they were having the stoke for the whatever con we went to, the World Horror Con. <laughs> and John looked at you and said, "What am I high?" I'm not I'm sure not if he remembers, <laughs> but <laughs> I was embarrassed as hell. A very faintly remember, but I, I don't remember my reply. I was probably so. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun weekend, though. We got to oh, that was a lot of a lot of people. Yeah. You know, some of the relationships I formed, I don't, I'm, I'm not a big socialite. Uh, I don't advertise well. I'm just not out there like that. But the relationships that I have formed have, have been with some really solid people, you know, like the, like the Lundys and the O'Briens and the Gamboas and the O'Briens and the Chessers. You know, I mean, you guys, it, it's like we kind of understand something about us, that, about each other that nobody else right. will. We're all in the same gang, you know. I, I yeah. just, the, tent, the tent's big enough for all of us. And, uh, oh yeah, absolutely. It's like well, I'm not I'm not competing with either 
either one of you guys and I will promote your well, work. That's one thing. Good. There was uh, an author there at, uh, I think that was the World Horror Con where we were at, um, who came up and said, uh, we were all there at the bar, you know, exchanging lies as we usually do. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> it came up and said, oh, the competition. And I was just, that really just took me aback. I'm like, what? kind of weird huh how, how can there possibly be competition in this field because yeah. a person doesn't just go out and read one book right, right. exactly exactly and if they do they're kind of weird and you probably don't want them as a fan yeah, I mean, those are <laughs> you know geez you know so if sean or joe or alan or mark or whoever uh, gets really popular that just means your books are going to sell you know exactly i know there was i know there was talk of uh twofold doing a movie at one point i don't know what happened with that but everybody i knew was like god i hope he does i hope he puts this you know this indie thing on the map you know and you know hopefully it does go through but if you know there's there's not really a jealousy factor you know you know those who who display a jealousy factor usually aren't around very long yeah. they really don't understand you know writing is a sacrifice you're sacrificing a part of yourself that a lot of people are unwilling to do and you're taking what's inside of you and putting it on paper in a, in a relatable story and you're you're relaying emotions and people yeah. who, who don't do that and are just copying or or writing slasher stuff with the most sensational stuff when not really putting their heart into it they don't understand what what it takes out of you to put out a novel you sit there and you pour your soul into those pages you know for you know weeks months at a time oh (laughs) it's time to push it's like okay there's my hard-earned work and my and my soul out there for the world to see for four dollars and 99 cents yeah yeah it's just like yeah Yeah. (laughs) selling for like four hundred dollars a piece i mean yeah you don't know what i put into this and if y'all are like me, I feel guilty if I don't write a hundred thousand word book and give it to my, my readers for four ninety nine because, you know, I want, I want them to get something out of it. And as much as I got out of writing it, so yeah, it I was. Yeah. Be, and it, it's still a deal. It just shocked me that I was all that work and all that effort, you know, on sleepless nights, and uh, and then it's just like you see it online. It's like, oh wow, that's just so weird. It is weird. And, yeah. and and you go to a bookstore and you'll see you know books eight ninety nine, you know, and it's like it's amazing that your books out there in three ninety nine, four ninety nine, whatever, and there's still complaints about the price. Yeah. Well, and, there are and those. I, and and I well my, well my my reasoning is or my getting to this is that I remember I lived in a small town, Crescent City. And there are very few places you can get paperback books, you know, and I was gladly paid, you know, nine bucks, 10 bucks for a book, you know? Absolutely. So, I mean, it's, there's a lot of blood, sweat, tears, like you said, sleepless nights, you know, in, into these books. There's a lot. I want to take it. notes while you're in the shower and you can't like yeah. think of something or you can't, you're driving. Yeah. You know, whenever it hits, I have a, uh, I have my notepad and, uh, Falling right by the bed because I'll inevitably wake up. Oh, that's a good idea. 
And I, I have to get it down because, you know, they've all gone down the path of, oh, that is so locked in my mind. And then yeah. the morning comes, it's like, what yeah. was that? Oh, yeah, it was so it. good. It. it never makes yeah. it into a book. That million-dollar idea is yeah. gone. I've gotten a lot of I've gotten a lot of good parts from while I was sleeping. Yeah. Wake up the next day and you're just like, okay, this is. Uh, <laughs> I this wake is, up and look at the note. It's just like, oh yeah, oh, oh. Well, let's just get out there. We don't need a shower. Let's go right. <laughs> Your family says, uh, "You need that shower." Oh, by the way, yeah. you need the shower. <laughs> yeah. And then you get, and then you get some guy who wouldn't even read a full chapter and giving mm. giving you a one star review, and you're just, yeah. I don't even take one star reviews seriously. You know, as soon as I see one star, I just like you I'll, didn't, uh, even, you didn't I, even bother. I appreciate them because I had a few early on. Right, uh, you know, as we all did when we were starting, and you still get them. You know, not every book's yeah. for everybody. That's mm -hmm. just the name of the game. Yeah, that's true. But that's it, true. I read them, and it actually, if you kind of incorporate it uh, of what they say, and you see a trend amongst all these reviews, you can change your writing. And yeah, that's what I use them for. I don't read reviews anymore. <laughs> I don't. I'll check them once a month, but that's about it. I don't. Uh, I would, I would, I'm more afraid of or more hurt by a three star review because that I'll take seriously than I am by a one star yeah. review. You know, I mean, I think that one star reviews are, are kind of malicious. And unless I intentionally hurt someone, they're probably buddies with so and so or whatever. Now, a three star review that tells me that somebody who read the book and thought about it and really had had some issues with it and I'll, I'll take those seriously and read those but that's about the extent of it you know i mean well, you you can't worry too much about other people if you're going to be a writer and jump back on this pricing thing again not that i'm focused on it but you know i, I mean how long have you been writing sean since uh, full time since probably 2012. what like, was i started the, writing those books in 2010. The book you put out Hmm. I think two ninety nine is what I started oh, out. Maybe four ninety nine. I don't know. And, don't and last book you put out, which is you know just recently, was four ninety nine. I I've, I've made a, a yep. pact with my readers that I'm going to keep my books under five See, bucks as long as I that's can. That's the way I feel. But ten years of not bumping a price up, you know. Yeah. It's uh, and then. Eh. The way I look at it though is that I'm keeping seventy percent of that four ninety nine, versus. Yeah. The, the people that are published through big houses or whatever, oh. mid-list authors, they keep pennies of each book they sell. Agreed. If that, I mean, right. once you pay off your the editors, they, they it's like the record business is they keep a, a running tab oh, of what they they spend to put your book out. And then until you pay back all those out of your, you know, whatever royalties they give you, and then you got to pay back the cost until that's yep. paid back, you're not earning. And are you going to get a second printing? I, who knows? Are you going to get your well, books based on the first thing that you see when you walk in the Barnes and Noble, no, not unless your name. No. It's are you changed. are you are you strictly independent, Sean, or me? Uh, you say John or Sean? Sean, Sean. I said yes, Sean. Sean. Yeah. No, I, that. I have uh, um, I've turned down several publisher deals based on exactly what Sean just said. You know, right. it's just like I I don't see this as beneficial to me no. at all. 
especially with yeah. Audible out now. With the, I, I owe it to John and Chufo for pushing me into audiobooks because we were sharing that table and I, I didn't have any audio out. And they said, you're leaving money on the table. I think that was exact words. Um, yeah. And so the audiobooks uh, have, yeah, they're, they're I, a big portion of my income. Well, I do better with Audible. Right, right. Yeah. I can't do an Audible to save my life. I, I don't, I think I have ADHD. I'm not entirely sure. But the first time I ever tried an audio book, you know, I was just like listening and into the story. And then pretty soon I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a story because now my mind has gone off to what kind of bird that is. Oh, look, <laughs> is that is that sky going to keep closing? And then half an hour later, it's like, what is the sound in my ear? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't I don't listen to audiobooks Very, very rarely do I like a family trip or somewhere. We'll do a book in a car. But I like to read paper digital whatever yeah. i'm not really huge however yeah, I, when I write i write for the audible book now because my my adam paul his voices are so fucking killer i mean griff the southie accent i mean i'm writing these books now thinking how's it gonna sound when adam performs it <laughs> yeah. totally yeah. yeah you gotta find the right narrator i i did this book for uh silent studios and it's takes place in australia the characters are australian there's some american but it's mostly australians and so they I recommend I said, hey, you, you guys need to do an audible because that's a market that's untapped. And they were like, yeah, OK, we'll, we'll try it. And I recommended the guy I use, Andrew Whirlin, but he's, he's, you know, pretty pricey. And they went with this guy that had a southern draw that yeah, tried that tried to do Australian accents. And half, halfway through the first chapter, he drops the accents. And I'm like, really? Oh. And I, I didn't have a say so in this. You know, as far as you know, editing the the audio, you know, or anything, it's it's because it's their a book I wrote for them, and it just <laughs> I the the audible drives me crazy because it, people listen to it and the narration turns them off so much. Yeah. So I, I you got to be careful on who you choose to do your audio. Yeah, I was I was very disappointed. Um, my first audio book. You know, when we first did it, I said, all right, I turned it into a play, you know, where, um, I mean, it was a production. And there were there was a nice. different person narrating each different character, you know. So there was a woman for, uh, you know, Lynn. There's, and each time um, I had these background sounds. So, like, you, you walked across, you know, the gravel parking lot. You would hear the crunch of the gravel mm. as he went through, or you know, the crow calling, or whatever have you. And it was it was an amazing production. I absolutely loved it. It cost a lot of money to do. Uh, at the end, wow. no, those are neat. Those are neat. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but not 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 when I put it out. Nobody liked it. I mean, it was, oh wow! Really? Yeah. You still have it. Um, I played with that song, but yeah, I was yeah. very disappointed. I, I really enjoyed I was going to do that sort of production <clears throat> style because when I write, I like to immerse the person into the story. Right. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about re releasing it, John? Ah, uh, no. Okay. It, it's been released and it's, you know, single narrator form. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be too much to change it. And <clears throat> probably still bomb. 
it was just yeah, it was a fun project though i really really loved it we'd actually go out and record the sounds of what they were doing like walking up a concrete uh in a concrete stairwell we just record that walking up. wow it was fun. Right? Yeah, I, I like that stuff. I don't know. I uh, you mentioned that there was a a story you listened to, Alan. That was a military story recently that had uh, like the live action sound. Oh yeah. On, yes, it's, it's called Armored by Armored by Mark Greeny, and it's okay. just it's like watching a movie. The way they did it, it's about a convoy and a car our cartel and contractors and it is it, just really immersive and I, I really dug it i thought man this would be a great movie does greeny do the gray man yeah he does the gray man okay okay yeah that's the same guy i'm reading jack Carr right now too i like him a lot oh they're making a he movie did a terminal list and they're making it on prime i cannot wait ah yeah. uh they did a name? they did a, Pratt. a yeah that's right chris pratt right. they did a craig allenson um one of his series uh the uh the expeditionary series and uh they did a one of his with all that immersive sound and everything and i i actually couldn't listen to it you know well, sometimes it's hard I, I would listen to one about it with a sea monster in it which was actually a good story but you couldn't hear some of the dialogue because of the background you mm -hmm. know noises and stuff but you know it's like john and sean's books you know you're talking amazon's making you know cars book your guys books are just rife for something like that you know mm -hmm. i enjoy your guys's books and and i yes, just man. picture them as movies God, you know same I've with been, you joe i you know i've been approached with a couple of those you know i know this person here and this person there and i take it with a huge grain of salt i'm like oh, maybe yeah. maybe if you come back with something substantial i'll, I'll think about it but and, yeah. and even the guy you know adam paul he's connected he's been in tv shows he's a director he's directed things for stars and regular tv too and commercials sure. and he hinted one time that i have something on the back burner or whatever that might be i can't talk about it now with you and i just took that with a huge grain of salt too I, he's totally trustworthy he's the best he's right. professional is he does his work real quick and real you know but i even though he's connected i took it with a grain of salt because i saw what happened to tufo you know I, maybe his thing's going to come out i was in that video shoot with him i flew down to hollywood just wow. for oh. support and to see what it's like behind the scenes because i was i was given a, a, an extension you know he extended his hand said hey, come on down and check it out if you want and tracy was part of that too and i just want to see what was in the background and, and i totally thought he was going to get a tv show i was like this is going to fucking be awesome you know i can't wait to watch this yeah. sci-fi or whatever right it, it hasn't come to fruition yet that's been like a few years well, look but at David Simpson. I'm you praying know, for him, man. I hope it does. Yeah, Simpsons, same thing. You know, they shot a... Got a Netflix thing, right? Or something like that? Something no? like that. They shot a, a trailer for it and everything. And, right. And which, just, which Simpson is that? Uh, David. David Simpson. Uh, is Zombie that, Road. Uh, Zombie, Zombie Road. Road. Oh, yeah. okay. So, I yeah, mean, that took up... I've never read his work, but his, his series took off like good. crazy. Yeah, I know. People love yeah. it. But, yeah. but uh, I guess we should be pushing our stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like but, my stuff. I like your stuff. But, but you, you I, know, I it, sale. <laughs> Hollywood's a weird beast. You know, yeah. I, I don't have any connection to it at all. But I just think I uh, things I've read about production and stuff that just sit in production, pre-production hell for yeah. and never get made. You know, that's another reason why I never sold. I okay, so I sold some of my books, the rights to Lucifer Verlag, which is a, a German publisher, and. Uh, 
when I was approached, I, I didn't believe it was even real. And I talked to back channels to Joe McKinney and he gave me some great advice. He's like, dude, how can you ever be published in, in German language if you don't go for it? It's like, what do you got to lose? And so I thought, okay, that, that's, that's true. They drug their heels real slow on, on producing those books. You know, one's out drudge. But the thing is, you, you don't have any control. And yeah. if I was to, I've been approached to sell my series in, um, to a publisher in English here, but I've heard stories that they take your work and they shelve it. Like maybe your competition for their stable and then they'll shelve you or they'll give you a little royalty up front and then your book won't come out for, I've heard people talk about that happening to them from a smaller publisher that I won't name, people that I know and yeah. took them months, years, yeah. to even get, yeah. get put back on into circulation. By then, maybe your readers are gone. Yeah. It's fickle, yeah. that's for sure. Very, very much so. I mean, well, if it's not I, broken, I, don't fix it is my strategy yeah. right now. I was, uh, I I got on with the Devil Dog Press, and I'm grateful that I did because I, I don't have a knack for marketing in this day and right. age. I mean, I've sold a ton of things as a salesman when I meet people face to face you know the handshake i mm -hmm. design and build houses i'm an estimator i mean i'm constantly selling in that way but uh um this online marketing i just i'm clueless there he is i think i trust mark and tracy with a handshake deal I, I have a gut feeling they're good people and i met them both and i think i'd probably go with devil dog if i was in your shoes yeah. for sure you know well i feel very lucky that i'm, I'm there as a matter of fact he's felt up who you guys both know he's a great guy he's been on the show and he's he's the one who helped me get in with tracy so you know uh i'm hopeful and i'm hopeful that uh doing what i'm doing now with the blog you know that's different than i never trusted the email advertising i know what i do with advertising that comes through my email it gets deleted i never open it i never read it you know i mean how, how many guys how many times do you open the book bub email Never. <laughs> exactly. I've never done a book club. I've never done a really. <laughs> I've never gotten in with them either. What kind of marketing do you do, John? Uh, none. Or do you? None. No, I I did the Facebook, uh, Amazon marketing, and at best it was a break even. So if it's break even and I'm spending time on it, fine. That's kind of my. Focus. That's a loss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could be doing better things with my time, like sitting on the front porch and watching the neighbors try to buy. Yeah. Fishing, fishing. We're <laughs> not getting younger. Um, no. But no, I I did all that for a while. It uh, it really didn't seem to do anything. In all honesty, I did I, I did it to see if it would kickstart uh, sales. Well, you got word of mouth, just like Sean. Yeah, word of mouth. You know, is where it's at. Yeah. Newsletter, and then you know, if it's a pre-order or something, that's when I really hit a little bit of marketing and, and get it out there, just to try to get a little bit of, of go ahead. You know, when it, when it goes live. And that goes. That's how, that's how pathetic I am. I can't even master that monkey newsletter thing. Chimp, chimp, mailchimp, mailchimp, monkey or. Come on, you wrote a book about a monkey. You ought to be able to do this. I wrote it about a chimp. Chimps aren't monkeys. About a chimp, I'm sorry. Cousin Sonny, right? Yeah. Yeah, Sonny, yep. Mm -hmm. Well, that goes yeah. to show something. With 
your writing, Sean and John, that you've got readers that can build this loyal. fan base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're loyal. So that yeah. that's pretty slick, you know. And uh, you know, somebody other than your mom or your dad read mm -hmm. your book. Well, I you think know. my mom purchased the first seven books. <laughs> <laughs> she kicks she kickstarted you oh look i sold seven books this month she just looks at me i'm like oh okay i know seven months came from yeah and she gave you six five star review and one one star review because you really shipped her off that day yeah <laughs> did you sign them crash damn it <laughs> I think speaking for myself, uh, the timing was part of it too. I think when, when I came in about a little after, a little before, no, after John, I think, um, with the gates had just opened. And so there weren't a lot of books on there and, and there was a big, big pool of readers. And if you get on the ground floor and you got your readers and you treated them right, I think a lot of them stick around. I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, well, you gotta be good though. I mean, both you yeah, guys. Yeah, you do. Have, you guys you are put both, out the best you book guys you are can, both excellent writers. And, you know, I have great respect for the work Alan does, and of course, I love my work. But that's uh, <laughs> I like your work. But, but you gotta, you gotta be good at what you do, and you gotta yeah. love what you're doing. So you know, you can say, yeah, the timing, but there's more to it than that. You know, you you gotta have a skill level to it, and so you know, kudos to you, both of you. You know, you've done great. I'm happy Thank to know you. Appreciate that. Likewise. Yeah. See, that's the good thing about, you know, that's one thing I like about this is uh, the community of people. You know, everybody knows everybody else. And we all get along. You know, it's, it's just mm -hmm. nice. If I have a question, I can field it off to anybody. And well, absolutely. Answer or not, you know, steal the idea or whatever, or get jealous or, you know, fuck off down. Yeah. Um, I get enough of that. Hey, I, I got huge help from John on, uh, was on my fourth book, I think, Mortal. I, I was writing this huge scene, a, a pivotal scene with a, a C-130 in it. I needed to know how how oh, short yeah. the runway was and this, that. And he, he helped me out immensely. And I haven't had one person call me bullshit on my uh, knowledge as far as the C-130 goes. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Well, I've asked John a couple questions about oh, planes so. and such, and he's always, always been willing to help me. And then when I contacted him to do this show, I was like, geez, I haven't talked to you since, like, early 2019 <laughs> like i had no idea it's been so long before the play i BP. see you out and about and doing things but actually talking to you i didn't you know but so you, were you following him you saw him out and about doing things were you out and about on facebook alan don't try to bring this to your <laughs> adolescent level come on now we're all big people here <laughs> i know i gained weight yes <laughs> Well, I mean, we're writers, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think pounding my fingers into the keyboard is a great calorie burner. No. I had no. to go buy a treadmill and put it in the garage because I was, I was yeah. pushing two up, two hun. And I, I had to, two hun. I had to become uh, type, type two and change my whole diet. Uh, <laughs> well, that'll do it. It did. It my, did. I that was my diet and put the, put the treadmill up. It's a very sedentary lifestyle, especially considering yeah. the number of hours you put into it. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, 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 on the amount of writing that I do on a daily basis, um, down to about three, four hours a day. Yeah. Um, about where I'm at. And still, yeah. 
you look at it and it's like that's two thousand words. It's just like, oh, this thing's yeah. gonna take forever. Oh, yeah, it does. Two thousand words a day. Just, you know, in the heyday when I was going at it for about sixteen hours a day, just of solid writing, and then go to sleep. You know, you put out anywhere from seven to ten thousand words a day. Like, there's a price to pay for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is. There is. Uh, and it usually hits you right about your waistline. Um, you're sedentary. I mean, I was I was in the winter. I do a lot of writing because I don't go outside in the winter much anymore other than to go to work. And it was a year ago last January. I went into the doctor. I was actually in November. And she came to me and she says, you know, your blood sugar is over 400. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. You know, and she started talking to me and she told me, you know, if you don't, you don't make some changes, I don't think I'll be seeing you past September. You know, so I was really lucky I got a doctor that was honest with that's, me. That's a bloody wake up call, isn't it? You know, mm -hmm. yeah, no kidding. And uh, I lost 60 pounds and quit smoking and, uh, you know, changed my diet around. Now I stay away from the things I love like pasta and, you know, and uh, bread and, you know, it wasn't even the sugars really that were getting me fat and affecting my blood sugars. It wasn't much as the starch and the carbohydrates. And mm -hmm. but you know, it just those are the things you love to eat because those are comfort foods. You know, but yeah, it was a huge wake-up call, and so kind of took a change there, and actually uh, doing better, doing a lot better, and feeling yeah. a lot better. Yeah. You know? It's still my favorite. Sixty-one's the new, the new fifty. Sixty-one's the new fifty. Yeah. yeah. I hope so, man. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm closer to fifty-four than fifty-three, so I'm like, yeah. ah. Yeah, well, you. I'm a, I, I am sliding right into that uh, six-figure. No uh, way. Almost, almost sixty. Yeah. Wow. Really? Mm -hmm. I just turned sixty-one in December, so I got uh, one more. One more year and I retire. Good. And I am retiring. I made sure that Edward Jones knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell yeah. him, don't run off. <laughs> Jill, Jill and I are the, you know, we've been together 38 years. We've been married for 35. And we've, we've always had the 401ks. And doesn't seem like it's doing much for, when, for you when you're young. But when you get older and you realize... You're okay. Yeah. <laughs> it makes a difference. Oh yeah. Of course, with the way the economy's going, but that's politics, and we're not going to talk politics because I don't want oh, anyone man, getting really? angry. No. Yeah. <laughs> if you got something to say, you go ahead and say no. it. Far for me to no, is, stop someone, but sharing. No. <laughs> no, there's a there's a story there. We tried one show, and we didn't know what direction we were going with the show. And we did it with uh, uh, W.J. Lundy and J.L. Bourne, oh, yeah, yeah. and and they got uh, they got very political. And at the end of the show, they were like, "Okay, if you show this show, we're gonna sue your ass." So we never got to. Well, they didn't say they were gonna sue our ass, but they were not. J.L. Bourne was a, was a minute away from it. You know it. <laughs> They probably send a drone over or something. He was. They, they liked the show, but 
we got too personal and too into yeah. you know what peeling back some layers and uh so which you know yeah. i get that i get that i i because they have personas and they protect them and you yeah. know so yeah you live and learn that's right cool. everybody's different I know I've, I've fanboyed on JL the first time he, he made a comment on one of my Facebook posts, and I, I'm like, oh, JL, and then he hit me back. He's like, dude, I put my pants on one leg at a time. JL <laughs> <laughs> hey, is actually, when you meet JL, he's actually a really good dude. I mean, and I, I shouldn't bet. say actually because there's nothing else. He, he, but he's people very dog. Funny. Yeah, he's, very he's a funny. Family and man, very respectful at the yeah, same time. Right, right. He is. That's what I get from yeah, his posts and stuff. I probably wouldn't know him if I saw him because he's pretty elusive. On he doesn't post his face that often. So. Right, right. And Lundy, which is Lundy's, smart. And Lundy's Lundy, man. Yeah. You know, I, I love Lundy. He's great. Yeah. 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 I've hooked so. up with JL a couple times, and he's 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 always he's very respectful and he's very. Uh, Are you we know, not doing wife, phrasing anymore? His wife is wonderful, and are we not doing what? Are we not doing phrasing anymore? <laughs> phrasing? What do you, you mean? You hooked up with JL anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say something, John, but I just got dressed down by yeah, Joe yeah. being called an adolescent. I just learned what what DTF means <laughs> and what the fucking what the purple uh, what is it called? An eggplant on an eggplant. emoji means for my teenage <laughs> daughter. Yeah. Actually, she's an adult now. Oh. She's eighteen, but. Oh, he's got a lot of. He's got the Boeing doll. I don't even want to tell you about that. And then he see he he's known worldwide for phallic symbols drawn on bathroom walls. So yeah. you know he's hmm. far from mature too. So. Uh, you know, naval aviators you know, are different than air force. Well, I'm hey, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm jealous of the navy pilots. So yeah, he's, that new F thirty five B model. Ooh. No, I'm I'm more thinking about that they drew a dick in the air. <laughs> no, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, it's like what? Yeah. What? You know how many hours I have, and that never occurred to me. And that, that <laughs> jealousy is just like damn. You could have done it with a yeah. You could have done it with a C-130. Uh, yeah, it took okay. a while, probably. Sure, it would have been a big one. It contrails right from 25,000 right from I'm France sure. to Belgium or something. Yeah. <laughs> now, Sean, you uh, trails we leave behind. You, you, you write very military oriented work, yet you're not military. Nope. Um, I do the same, and I, I'm not as good at it as you are. Um, but uh, Molly's. DJ Molly's, he does the same, and he's not military. So um, the amount of research you do must be incredible. Um, mm, I because, did it all reading Clancy books and stuff when I was younger. I mean, I retained a lot of that. Okay. I, I know I have, I have some beta readers that are uh, that keep me in line if I screw up on some of it. Some of it they tell me to change. I don't because it, if it sounds good and it's whatever, a little bit off, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I just scored, though, through my editor. She hooked me up with this guy. There, I said, hook me up. She... Uh, connected me with this fella <laughs> and he ap after yeah. he read my read my book my manuscript twice and gave me some feedback he divulged that uh, he just had lunch with brad thor the other week and that he he better beta reads for brad thor and i about shit my pants i'm like wow. are you kidding me dude <laughs> he likes zombies i mean and, and he like he wanted a beta read for somebody and he, he chose me i was like pretty cool i'm, I'm very honored yeah. no, very that's, honored that's awesome i've been reading brad thor stuff since day one that's crazy yeah, he did. Lines I'm, I, of I'm not Lucerne, right? 
Yeah, yeah, some of his early yeah. stuff, Lines of Lucerne. White and, House uh, Down, or, or Olympus Has Fallen. <laughs> well, is I mean, that, those, that Brad? those his, his was the White House, right? Where Kind of like that, yeah, but yeah. I don't know if it was. And I don't know yeah. how they got away with making those movies and yeah. without, they must, without his name being somewhere, you know? It's so similar yeah, to that Har- book. Harbeth is a great, great character for sure. Yeah, definitely. The Norseman. So, John, are you still doing some of the Shrouded World? uh books with mark uh we we finished that series off it uh there was really nowhere left to go yeah did you kind of take over the drug addict character or did he keep that there was a point there where i thought yeah no that's (laughs) is mark's character yeah i know that is that is I thought there was a point there where where you were writing some of his stuff. Oh, definitely. We both wrote each other's characters um, into our things, but we found it easier to actually split the characters up, and that's why rarely, and it was a a crowd, but you rarely saw them together because I cannot write, uh, you know, Talbot, and uh, sure he felt funny writing jack and you know I, sure you, you don't really get yeah. the nuances in there <laughs> i did that i did that with alan in five roads to texas and you're right writing someone else's character you're it's like walking on eggshells you did a good job though you did yeah. actually you did like thank that. you mm-hmm. you know but it is it's like you're walking on eggshells because you don't want to offend you don't want to make the character more than he did you know, you you, you want to, yeah. So the weird, the weird sex stuff. Now I, you know, that was weird, but I, it was awkward. I didn't care I felt, for that character too much, so I felt that. But then in the end, it, it, it is what it is, and five dollars is five dollars, and we just have to work <laughs> five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you need to raise your rates, there, Joe. It's gonna be yeah, a couple years well. before you can retire. I'm used. I'm used to truck stops. What can I say? <laughs> well, that's that's not a sentence you want to walk back into the conversation <laughs> on. Explain <laughs> that one. <laughs> it's just a, just something that got out of hand. We're good now. We're good now. Well, I can imagine something <laughs> a truck stop would get out of hand, right? I mean. <laughs> Their truck stops. It was fun. You know, it would be uh it would be fun if we could uh they don't have Walker Stalker anymore, but I wish we could find somebody who was innovative to do a little indie author get together. I bet it would draw a lot of people in, you know, especially if we got multiple genres there and I don't know. I don't know if boots is a thing or kind of a meet and greet, but I would love to hang out with all you guys. And I don't mean just YouTube, but probably hundred people out there that I've been writing with for five, six, seven, eight years that it would be fun to just have a have a bump with or some some hot wings or something, you know? Yeah, scares um, that cares thing was pretty cool. I went to that one year. And, oh you did? Um, yeah. yeah, Virginia. I got to meet uh for the first time um shoot. Brian Keene, I met him. That was pretty neat. Oh. Okay. Uh, Phil Brook, I met him. Uh, oh, shoot, uh, who else? Chris Phil Brook, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Chris Phil Brook. And yeah. uh, uh, Armand, Ar- Armand. Uh, oh, yeah, Rosamillo. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm in books with him, and I just can't remember his last name for told to save my life. But <laughs> yeah. met him and James Dean. He's a cool guy. I went and yeah. had dinner with him. Armand tends to get a little fiery at times. Rosamilia, too, right? Armand Rosamilia. Yeah. There we go. I saw him going off on someone. I don't remember what for, huh. but he was he was very verbal. It was. Oh, it he was seemed kind of, okay. He seemed, everyone seemed it was kind cool. of fun. He kind was in. I shit my pants when Brian Keene knew who I was. He came by my table. I'm like, fuck you, man. I read your, I read the rise a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool I love John when, when are you expecting your next book out well it's actually at the editor um, now is this the, the one that you were you were telling us about well the one that... book in the tipping point series it's oh okay okay foray into the Tom Clancy world of military thrillers sure so they, yeah. it's usually back fairly quick I would imagine about a month. Cool. Nice. Maybe. Cool. Those covers are fantastic. I go through all the other edits and the, the beta reading yeah. stuff. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was that was a, that was a horrible book to write. That's the hardest book I've ever written. Yeah. Oh, the research anymore is just phenomenal. You know, the world and technology is long since passed me by. As far oh, as oh, jeez. Uh, what they have out there, I'm reading these systems and I'm just like, huh, what, what, what we could have done with those back in the day, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, even no a simple kidding. thing like a canteen, they don't use canteens anymore. No. Yeah, that when, since I was packs. in. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That was what Nick Cole said, you know. Yeah. Wasn't it Nick Cole? He said, yeah. yeah he gets dated yeah. because he'll use the term canteen, and somebody will say, "Well, we don't use canteens anymore." I because I, I that was the last thing I used was a canteen. You know, thank God I didn't write that in my one of my books. Yeah. Oh, camel back. Right what you know. Well, these are these books are not that. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just that they. The complicated systems that they have and the, the abilities that they have are just absolutely phenomenal. You know, I'm sitting here looking at the well, that's gonna that's gonna tie back into it's looking at Ukraine and uh, and what they're doing there, and it's not even close to the technology that we have. What's being shown there, sure, close, it's pretty phenomenal, yeah. Yeah, technology, uh, you know, amazes me. I mean, I was alive when you weren't allowed to use calculators in school, and the only one that was available was a Texas Instrument for over a thousand dollars. And I think it was four years later you were getting them free from a bank, sold them powered. <laughs> you know? When it first came out, that, that old calculator, you know, yeah. it's like, wait, well, how is this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to write this out on paper anymore. And then, yeah. of course, you know, when math test came, came around, not allowed to use calculators. Like, ah, oh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's all I've ever done. That's yeah. all I've ever done. Well, yeah, but it's, it's, the size know. of a laptop and, and had nine keys on, you know, it was just like. Yeah. Yeah. When now I we carry computers was, in our pockets. Oh, when I was in architecture school, they didn't have a computer that could draw a perfect circle. It was just a little arm, a little metal arm that came out on that. You know, remember the old graph yep, paper? Yeah, yeah. That just little. How long did lines, it do that? Very yeah. tiny little straight line <laughs> until it got around a circle. 
How yeah, long did it take to do that? <laughs> it took quite a while, actually. You know, yeah. it did take over a minute to draw this circle. You know, it's just crazy. <laughs> and then just a couple years later, they have CAD systems, and all my knowledge is outdated. You know, because I draw by hand. So, whatever. <laughs> it passed me by years ago. Years ago. You guys are so much more technologically savvy than I am. I mean, hell, Alan's my producer. Yeah, and, and I, 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 yeah, we're screwed. Hey, speaking of that, <laughs> Joe, we're gone. We're over. We're over time. We're gonna have oh. to. Okay. Hey um, guys, uh, this was a lot of fun. I hope that sure you'll uh, come back again sometime sure. because uh, we got lots more story to tell. Oh, anytime, man. Just hit yeah. me up. Thanks for coming on. This was a Thank lot of fun. I appreciate it. Alan, Thanks, Joe, guys. Sean, awesome to see you again. Nice to, meet, nice to meet you, John. Sean, yeah. nice to see you again. Yep, yep. And your book's coming out in like 10 days, 11 days? Uh, 313, simultaneous ebook, audiobook, print book. Uh, it's titled Riker's Apocalypse, The Plea, P L E A. Yep, book four. I've seen the cover. I've seen book the cover. Four. And, John, the one that I'm interested in is the one that you're uncomfortable writing. When's that coming out? Are you still in about a month? Uh, I have no set date. It's in a, it's in editing right now. Um, Does it have a title so I can watch for it? It is Tipping Point Op Plan Five Zero One Five. Oh, okay, okay. Which is the actual All right. plan for Korea? So cool. There you Thanks go. for coming on, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys. Yeah, Thanks you have a nice evening. You take care, man. You too. Thanks, All right. guys. See you, fellas.